guys. Thanks for tuning in for episode two of Defining Grown Up. Today we'll be talking about moving, all the little details you need to remember during a move, and what makes a new place really feel like home. We'll talk jobs, finding them, work dynamics, and keeping that work-life balance. Also, public speaking. Do we feel like we've even improved on this since high school days? We're on iTunes now, so please leave us a review if you've liked what you heard. You can also find us on our website, defininggrownup.com. We'd love your comments and questions, and we'll discuss them next time. Here we go. All right. So how was your (laughs) week since we talked last? My week was pretty good, I would say. I had a lovely weekend. Like, I woke up this morning, so we're recording this on a Monday, and I was just like, I felt so fulfilled Mm. after the weekend. That's the best. It's good good if you can feel fulfilled without feeling sad that it's over, you know? Yeah, I it was a very rare feeling. I usually <laughs> don't have good feelings on a Monday morning. <laughs> Cuz that's just I think that's normal, but <laughs> Yeah, every Monday Alex like, well, not as he didn't do it today cuz I was waiting for it, but he'll be like, "Oh, I hate Monday." And I don't totally hate Monday. And so I asked him to stop saying it. I was like, "You're ruining it." And I don't even hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's well, there's something that I also kind of like about Mondays and getting back to routine and everything because, um, well, I'm doing the whole 30 eating thing right now, but like usually on the weekends, that's when I'll eat all the yummy, more fattening foods, and then when I get back to my normal schedule, oatmeal for breakfast and a salad for lunch, and I just kind of feel a little bit better yeah. when I get back to that routine. Yeah. That makes sense. We um, had a busy weekend, but it was really good. We um, went to the Bassmaster Classic weigh-in. Do you even know what that is? I'm guessing it has to do with fish. Yeah, it was like <laughs> a real like kind of redneck move. It was awesome. Like okay, could, the lake where they fished. It's like the biggest. It's like the Super Bowl of fishing. So. The lake where they did it was near our house, and so we went to the weigh-in um, Friday afternoon, and we got to see, like, we do have a favorite fisher, which is just weird, but anyway, we did get to see him weigh in on Friday, and he ended up coming in fourth or fifth, I can't remember, so that was really fun, and just a different experience, I don't know, we like to do different stuff, just to do different stuff sometimes. You know, I, I love that you have a favorite fisher. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. It's really, really weird. It's so weird. Um, um. So, who is your favorite fisher? His name is Mike Iconelli, and we like him because he's really loud and like is known for doing crazy stuff, kind of like having really <laughs> extreme reactions about fishing and like I don't know. People should. I should. We'll put in the show notes. Let me take notes of what to put in the show. We should put a video of him. Um, my favorite video of him. He just totally overreacts when this fish is about to get away, and then he recovers and then the fish. It. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, you guys always do like random, unexpected things um, on the weekends. Like, didn't you go to some monster truck thing a few weeks ago? Yeah. Or am I making that up? <laughs> yeah, we did that too. Which is funny because we're not 
monster truck people. Not that that necessarily has to be a stereotype, but, um, <laughs> yeah, we just do random stuff. We're like, well, that sounds fun. We've never done that. Let's try it. So I'm thankful we both just, like, try new stuff and are open to doing different things. So. Yeah. Well, with your recent weekend endeavors, I think you're going to be a great boy mom. Thanks. Yeah, that was kind of my main goal with the monster truck thing. So. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Um, well, so I loved my weekend because Friday we just stayed in and had mm. no plans. But it was like a Netflix kind of weekend where we got to do a little Netflix binge. We finished all of Doctor Who that's available on Netflix, which we've been working on for like two years. Oh, wow. So it was an accomplishment. We'd watch like maybe four or five episodes one weekend and then forget about it for like another couple of months. So oh, that's okay. sort of how we've been watching that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just had great thought. Like, I got to go to a garden store with a friend on Saturday and do some cooking and then what did we do yesterday after church we just played disc golf and oh fun um, yeah David loves that and I am more neutral I think disc golf is like four holes too long for me I'd rather Mm. it be 14 holes than 18 because I'm just usually done by 14 and David actually said the same thing but we both were kind of like but by the time you're at 14, you feel dumb if you don't finish it. So let's <laughs> both suffer through. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next time if you go into it with that, you can just quit. Because usually disc golf is free. So you don't feel like you're missing out on, you know, getting your money's worth out of it at least. Yeah, we do. Well, the parks around here cost money during the weekends. Oh, shoot. So, and it's not that much. It's like $1.50 a person. Oh, okay. So. It's not exactly breaking the bank, but still, I guess since we've like paid for it and we're yeah. only in the park for like an hour, we're like, okay, we'll just finish this. Yeah, yeah, I would do that too, for sure. Um, for sure. And I also got to make some strawberry jam. It was a fun-filled weekend for me, and I taught my friend how to can things. Mm, such a good skill, and like, way not that hard, actually. Yeah, it's really. It's, it's pretty simple and straightforward. It's just time consuming. Yes. Just the preparation is what always kills me. Yes. because And I go like crazy food safety lady. You should. When I, yeah. And I should because I don't want to give anyone botulism and feel responsible for their death. So, yeah, I think it is yeah. important. Super legitimate. <laughs> Super legitimate. I always get like a clean sponge out to do wash the jars and utilize oh, them. And yeah, I well, it's probably because I've taken a few food safety classes and things lately, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I know what could happen if it goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am not quite that intense in that I don't necessarily use a clean sponge when I do it. But I mean, I like have scalding water and. I don't know. I feel like it's still good. Well, I took my, I took a serve safe certification class like two months ago, so I'm still kind of on the cusp of that. I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll simmer down yeah. a little bit. Yeah. If I were making less, never mind, that sounds bad. I was going to say if I were making less <laughs> things, that would be cleaner, but I'm usually doing a ton of them, and I'm just like, ugh. 
You know. Well, cause don't you usually make them for your aunt and uncle's party? You make a lot of apple butters or yeah, something? Yeah, like a couple hundred. And so yeah, that's, I, it just gets I made extreme. eight jars yeah. last night. It took me a really long time. So yeah. Like, in a way, <laughs> it's better to make more, like, you know, because you already have all your stuff out. You're already in the groove of it. Yes. But in another way, washing 200 jars like that is ridiculous. Sounds like torture. It basically is. So. <laughs> anyway. Let's, uh, that is definitely very grown up that we're talking about canning. I feel like <laughs> maybe not just grown up, maybe like elderly that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think that. I could fit in that category yeah. for most of my interests, <laughs> probably. Yeah, so maybe we should move on for people who aren't secretly 80 years old in their hearts. Uh, we'll, we'll try to attract them too. Yeah. Um, oh, I did have one more question before we got to our grown up topic. Oh, yeah. Probably don't. I'm guessing you probably don't watch the Oscars. I feel like. No, I always feel like I don't even know that they're going to happen. And then I get on Twitter <laughs> and like everyone is tweeting about it. And it yeah. it's good commentary, but I'm not going to like sit down and watch it. I heard that. Okay, these are the two things I heard. Could you watch? Okay. Right? Yes. Okay. I heard and then looked up accordingly that Tim McGraw lost a lot of weight. I, okay, but I also have a confession. So we had okay. some friends over to watch the Oscars with us, but we took an hour-long break for Walking Dead, so yeah. I feel like even though I watched it, I'm really out of the loop because I missed a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did lose a ton of weight, and he doesn't even look like the same person. Like, he didn't need to lose weight. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> think, it was like one of those times when someone loses weight and it actually doesn't look better to Like, me. he... I don't picture him as ever really being out of shape. Yeah, no. My mind. He wasn't really. Now he's, like, really, really thin. He looks strange. We should include his picture in the show notes. Okay. And then before and afters. And then the other thing I just heard, something like Lady Gaga had a really great performance. Yes! Yes! The Sound of Music or something? Oh, my gosh. Candice, you should have seen... So I was there for that part. So they were showing the little Sound of Music tribute and I was singing along to everything and everyone in the room was kind of looking at me like okay we know you know the words to the song Beth you don't need to sing them all (laughs) and (laughs) um then they were saying Lady Gaga will now perform Sound of Music songs and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe that and then she started singing and I was like okay I take it back that was really really good huh yeah, so I'm going to t- have to look it up because I feel very, as we talked about in the last show, like, I feel very territorial about the sound of music, so. Mm-hmm. It was, I was impressed, and she can sing in so many um, songs with a lot of artists. Their voices sound kind of weird, I guess, the way they mm-hmm. sing, and I'm like, I can't even tell if they're a good singer or not, but mm-hmm. then listening to that, I was like, oh my gosh, you are very talented. Good job. Yeah, yeah. So, now, awesome. yeah. so now you can confirm she's not just, like, happened to get a record deal. Like, she is a legitimate like she's, she's good. <laughs> talent. Yeah, she has real talent. That's pretty cool. And then Julie Andrews came out and hugged her afterwards. Oh. Which I, and then Julie Andrews just talked for a couple minutes. Ooh. So I was like, oh, I love her. Yeah, I <laughs> love her. Have you ever... Um, I listened to an audiobook that Julie Andrews was the oh. narrator. And it was just like... 
it wasn't that great of a book. It was actually her autobiography, and I didn't totally love it. But just because she was narrating it, it was amazing. Yeah, I I think you've told me that before, but I have not listened to it. I would yeah. thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, it was just, like, lovely to listen to her. Um. Well, so one of my comments about the Oscars, I keep hearing, I guess, kind of these feminist things about how women in a lot of these Hollywood interviews are asked a lot of questions about what they're wearing or what diet they did to get in shape for that role. And the men are asked deeper questions. Hmm. And so I, I heard a lot of things about like women were asking to be asked more serious questions, which I agree with. But then like half the reason I watch the Oscars is to look at the pretty dresses that oh, everyone yeah. is wearing. So I had mixed feelings about it and I totally agree with the sentiment but if I turn on the red carpet coverage ahead of time just to peer what's happening if like peer at what's happening if they're interviewing a man I'm like oh, okay well let me just go back to what I was doing they're all wearing <laughs> the same thing and then for the women I'm like I just want to look at her pretty dress <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like that's twofold because like they're saying, the women are saying we want to be interviewed more, but then at the same time, it's like, you're clearly making an outrageous statement with that outfit. Like, how do you expect us to not talk about that? Right, and it's the designers that make those. I mean, the, uh, some of the dresses are kind of crazy, and some are really beautiful and unique, mm -hmm. but it's really, I guess, since I have an Etsy shop and I sew things now, I'm like, that's those designers. It's their chance to, like, show their art, That's too. true. So, true. I don't think it needs to be totally shut down, but I do get what they're saying about the women and men questions. Like, if it's one of those panel interviews where everyone's sitting behind a table with the mic and they're just like, how did you lose weight for this role? And then they ask the guy, like, how did you, like, get in the depths of this character's yeah. mind and understand <laughs> that? So, I get that, but I was also like, no, don't take away talking about the dresses. Right. Maybe they could just talk about them less. Yeah, like, I could do just that. Just get a quick, you know, blah, 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 and then have a deep question prepared. And just film the dress the whole right. time they're interviewing. So oh, I definitely. Look at all the sparkles and things. For sure. <laughs> For sure. That is interesting, though. All right. Well, the next topic we're going to move on to is moving. And that's something that I think a lot of young adults deal with several times before they're settled and many people aren't even really settled in a place for more than a few years and might continue moving um, on with their life and I guess I'll let you get started with that one Candace. you've moved a lot of times in the last couple of years um, so what are some of the things that you kind of think about before you do another move yeah, I realized that you've actually moved a lot too, though. Like, I was thinking, so I have lived in Virginia most of my life, and then during college, like, everyone moves a lot during college, even in the same town, just because of roommates and whatever else. So, moved a lot during college in the same town, then moved to the Philippines, then moved to upstate New York, then North Carolina, now South Carolina. But you grew up in Maryland moved to Virginia, yes. moved to Texas, moved to Florida. So that's still quite a lot. Yeah, all over the map in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like your moves were more stressful than mine because you moved yourself. 
right? That's true, but I do have wonderful parents who provided right. lots of assistance every time. Yeah, your parents are pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> so when we moved, like most of the times have been through my husband's work, like his company is transferring us, and so they do all the moving. I mean, I still have to That's do great. the canceling of, you know, bills and address changes, that sort of stuff. But I got that down to a science at this point. Like, that's not really a big deal. Um, <laughs> but they do the packing and that sort of stuff, which is awesome. But now we're planning on being in South Carolina for, I would say, like a five-year minimum. So, uh -huh. and we're in a rental house here. Um, and the thought of moving, like if we were to buy a house soon or something, which we're up in the air on, but it, the thought of moving and having to do it myself Mm, it's just mm -hmm. like a thousand percent daunting yeah well when I for my moves until this last move to Florida I was able to do most things by car so moving to college in Virginia I mean obviously in the dorm room you can only fit so much in the dorm room so right, it's true. whatever you can pile in your parents car and it's already and then, kind of furnished you know yeah exactly you don't need that much stuff. Yeah, you don't even really take dishes. Yeah, exactly. I think I had like one plastic Ikea plate or exactly. something like that that I used in the microwave. I'm sure it's exactly. going to give me cancer or something, but <laughs> it's gone now. Um, and then, so my move for te to Texas was, this is why my parents are so wonderful. So we filled up my car and their SUV with everything that I needed to take out to Texas and there were a few things that I left behind some kitchen stuff that I really knew I didn't use frequently because I knew that that was going to be a fairly short stint like it I was there for a year and a half and we knew it was going to be about a year and a half maybe two years could have been even less so there were things that I didn't really need and it was a lot of broken down Ikea furniture that we could mm -hmm. snugly fit in the car and we just trucked across the U.S. from Maryland to Texas and Craziness. got everything set up, which was a wonderful trip. My parents are big travelers, so my dad planned like basically this week-long vacation, and one of my good friends uh, drove with me in my car, so it was just this great time of like eating barbecue across the U.S. and going to all these different museums and old famous houses and stuff and then we ended up in Texas and my parents drove back and my friend stayed with me for about another week um, and we we settled she helped me settle in the apartment um, and then I took her to the airport and had to wave goodbye <laughs> that yeah. was the sad part for the move because when I went out to Texas I did not know a soul so <laughs> when my friend left me I think I was like crying driving home from the airport like what did I do to myself I'm halfway across the country <laughs> anyone that I know <laughs> yeah I can't imagine because even I remember feeling that way in college even though I had friends from high school there mm -hmm. I just felt like oh my goodness I'm alone I'm yes. so alone but now Alex and I moved places together and we never know anyone where we're going. I don't feel nervous about that at all. Because mm -hmm. um, I guess, I mean, he has to pay attention to me. It's not like he's just a friend 
is going to get there and ignore me. <laughs> right. So there's an extra bit of security. And I'm just more confident now than I was. Yeah. Then, too. Sure. And making friends and stuff like that. Um, I feel like moving the... I feel like you're either a person who is good at packing or you're good at unpacking. <laughs> and I'm way better at unpacking. Like, I get very excited about a place for everything, everything in its place, putting it away in a systematic, like, it's gonna. this is how it's going to be forever. And I like doing it because then I know where everything is. Like, Alex and I joke that he can ask me, like, it would be a game. Like, he could ask me where a random item we own is, and I could, like, in detail be like, it's in the second hall closet on the second shelf in the back right underneath XYZ. Like, I <laughs> know where stuff is. Um, so I prefer unpacking. But I think other people kind of like packing more because you don't really have to think about it. So it's like it's all going in boxes. You know? I don't know. I think I might be equally good at both. I'm not sure. I, I like packing it in a systematic way. That way, when I get to the new place, I don't have to figure out, like, oh, I have kitchen stuff and books in the same box. Oh, true, what do I do? True. Like, I think at the end, everyone has a few boxes that's just whatever you had to stash in the yes. last boxes, and it's a miscellaneous Definitely. treasure hunt. But I try to be pretty organized about the packing part. And then, and well, I did have to pack up on my own that was the only time I had used movers when I came from came down to Florida okay. and that was so expensive oh I can't imagine actually I mean I know how much ours cost even though we don't pay for it like we can see the bills right. and stuff and I'm just like whoa <laughs> like it makes me think that Alex must be smart that like his company would pay that, pay that. like <laughs> they're really crazy <laughs> yeah I just remember it being so expensive and we did all the packing up in the boxes so they just oh, okay. put everything on the truck though I think they did maybe deconstruct some of the furniture and put it together again too That's so nice. that was a little bonus yeah but no, I do they don't do that like they purposely say please do not pack any of your stuff because it's insured so if it breaks then they have to pay for it um, so they yeah. want to make sure they pack it well yeah hmm and, well, I do, I have to say, I prefer unpacking, okay. for sure. Because it is fun to kind of figure out your new places for everything. Yes. To envision what your new home is going to look like. Exactly. Definitely exactly. like that. And um, there's a little bit less of a rush, you know? When you're moving out of somewhere, you're kind of under a deadline. But then once you yes. get there, obviously, I mean, I, I try to do it as quickly as possible, just for sanity's sake, but... At the same time, you're not freaking out like, shoot, I have to get all this packed up, and then I have to clean, and then I have to turn in the keys, and whatever mm -hmm. else. So, for that Yeah, reason. it's less hectic. But then at a certain point, I'm usually, I just want to be done with the mm -hmm. unpacking, and I want to put photos hung on the wall. I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything. I, yeah. Yes, I can just, yes. <laughs> yes to all of that. Yeah, so that being said... I want to live in this house, I think, another year just to avoid moving. Mm -hmm. That was part of our situation, too, because we just signed a new lease for our apartment. And it was 
uh, more expensive than we wanted it to be for yeah, sure I remember that. I guess everyone's is but it went up a lot more than it had the previous year but i mean we'll probably be in this area for about another year and even if we were here longer than a year we'd probably just find somewhere to settle a little bit more like we wouldn't renew right. at our place but i don't know we'd probably move somewhere more permanent or something and we were just like well if it's going to be another year right in this spot we might as well it's not, it wasn't worth the move for anywhere that was in our little corner of the world nothing was that much cheaper mm-hmm. and once you think of the cost of renting a vehicle to move everything and um, my husband was pointing out like well think of all those weekends that we'll not be spending with friends because we'll be moving our stuff and little things like that so it wasn't Plus, worth- I found that a lot of um, when you set up your new utilities and stuff there's always like a setup fee and yes. cancellation fee and thankfully for us in the past when we've moved again with the company they've given us a stipend that should you know theoretically cover that kind of thing mm-hmm. but it does add up and then in your new place you find that the dimensions are a little bit different or you need an extra extension cord that you didn't need yes. in your old place and so I think if it's just for a year like the situation you all are in where you know David's still in school and then he's graduating it definitely makes sense to just, just yeah stay. yep we're we'll stick it out in this spot for another year and then we'll see if we need to Find something else down here, or what? Yeah. But you hope it's somewhere else. I I do miss the Mid-Atlantic, I have yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, it'll be fun for me to see what happens for you. Well, and with moving, what once you get to the place and you're settled in, what are some of the first things you like to do in a new spot, whether it's finding people or a little coffee shop that you can call your own or some, what are some things you do in a new place? We like to the very first day drive around all over the place just like kind of get a lay of the land feel like where are we from the downtown where are we from you know the suburban area where people grocery shop like is this going to be our grocery store and that kind of thing because usually where the movers are just kind of doing their thing that day so we can have a little bit of freedom um, oh I like that a lot so you just yeah. drive around kind of aimlessly without a specific destination you're just looking right. around yeah that's a good idea just to feel out the area and then um, we'll usually before we move already make a list of churches we want to try so mm-hmm. that we start doing that like the first Sunday, like we go to church in a new place. And we found a trick that <laughs> this is pretty funny. Like when you know how there's usually a meet and greet part of church where you like shake hands with your neighbor? Yes. So we'll always, if it's our first time there in a new place, we will ask whoever we shake hands with. We're like, oh, how long have you been going to such and such church? And they'll say like, oh, four or five years. They'll be like, mm-hmm. how about you? And we're like, oh, it's our first week. We just moved here. And uh-huh. then they frequently will invite us out to lunch after. Oh. And that's kind of nice just to get to know someone at the church. That's kind of our part of our interview process of the church. You know, <laughs> yeah. more so than just the 
service and whatever. We like to know some of the actual people there and get to find out yeah. why they've been going there. And so that's one of yeah. our first things. And then um, for Alex, usually also finding a Frisbee or basketball team is one of his first things. That's how he gets his fitness in. Um, I'll find the library pretty much mm-hmm. right away. <laughs> so, yeah, those are the big ones. What about you? I don't know. I think I'm not very good at it, and I always <laughs> admire you and Alex because you guys do such a good job at meeting new people right away. I remember, like you said, one of your first weeks, you're like, oh, yeah, we went out to lunch with people after church, and then we yeah. did this and that. And I was like, what? I think it took me like six months to find friends <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, one of the things that I, well, the library for sure, got to get that new library card, of course. Yeah. Um, and finding a church is one of the top priorities. I do like to not skip a Sunday and go somewhere because being raised in the church and everything, like I've gone to church Sunday every night, every night, every morning, (laughs) every morning for my whole life. So it's plus like if you miss a week, you miss two weeks. You know what I mean? Because it's only once a week. So then you go two weeks. 14 days without having gone yeah it's just it takes a long time like it's kind of nice to have that constancy in your life like you're in a new place and I mean if we were on the road moving that day then like stop in the middle of a state or something but right yeah I like to kind of hit the ground running um we did check out we went to a few different churches around here and then settled in on one a couple months in um that was that we really love and are still going to that one yeah i think too because we knew we wouldn't be in a lot of these places very long um like our assignment there wasn't that long that made us be faster about stuff but i'm thankful for that now Mm-hmm. yeah you got to just dive in and mm-hmm. i guess get to know people because you didn't know how long it was going to be yeah it's kind of like camp no nope, sure. like when you mm-hmm. go to camp when you're a kid you just like have to be best friends with people right away because you only have a week. Yeah, exactly. So it's exactly. like adult camp. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'd say church is probably the biggest thing that I look for. Church, library, uh, grocery store, mm-hmm. but that's that's pretty critical at the beginning. I, I need to eat food. Right. Also, <laughs> like for me, running paths. Like as we're driving around, I'll look since I'm a runner. Like could I run here? Oh, look, the sidewalk has continued on a long time. I should note that and map out some little jogging paths. That's good. Yeah. And I haven't been a huge runner since I moved here or, well, wait, I don't know if I said that right. Most of the running in my life has happened since I've been in Florida. So that wasn't something I checked out ahead of time, but it's, I really have the perfect setup. If you ever came and visited me down here, Candace, you would probably just love it it's it's so good because there's sidewalks everywhere and there's this park right across the street from our apartment complex that i got get to watch baby ducks grow up and there are burrowing owls so i am pretty fortunate with the sidewalk trails that i have yeah i currently am in my worst running place but um like of all the places i've lived i think but I haven't done that much running since I've been pregnant, since we've been here. But, 
yeah, it's important. I tell you, you gotta look for that. So. Yeah. Anyway, most of the kind of jumping over to the next topic, most of the reason that people move now that we're a little older is school or jobs. So let's talk about work a little bit, and um, I kind of want to talk about office dynamics because I don't have an office in that it is in my home. So, I mean, you know, I have a desk or whatever, but I don't have office dynamics, really, since it's just me. But I'm friends with a ton of coworkers and my husband's, and I just think that it's so funny. Like, sometimes we'll talk about, here's specifically what I think is funny. Let me rephrase <laughs> it. So, I don't really have a good, I'm glad I don't go to an office anymore. Because I do not have a good filter of what is personal and what is work. <laughs> and thankfully, the jobs I've had in the past, like, it was fine. The only one that was really, really formal, like, could have been formal, people were super casual anyway. And so it just worked out for me. Like, one time I bossed a cartwheel in the hallway when, like, a good work thing happened. And oh. so, yeah, so it was really chill. And then the other one, I worked in politics for a little while, so you would think that that would have been bad, that I was like that, but the guy that I worked for, the politician I worked for, had gone to my church growing up, and so I could still be my normal self around him, you know? Um, but now, like with Alex, he will tell me these stories, I'm like, well, why don't you just share with them that you feel that way too, and that this happened in your life, and <laughs> he's like, um... I don't think that's really appropriate, and I don't understand that at all. So, I would, you work in an office, so I want to hear your, like, what is it thing. like? Yeah, you don't have to give all the details in case, you know, because I guess I think that's a thing, too. Like, you can't give all the details on the Internet of your job, apparently, and so you should. <laughs> is that where you would, like, run into problems or something? I feel yeah. like I need an example of, like, what... <laughs> Okay, like, I embarrassed Alex a little bit at his work Christmas party. Okay. Because he, the manager, like, the biggest, one of the biggest bosses on his campus, which is a really big campus here, I was talking to him, and Alex was going to be working for him soon, like, was kind of transitioning to hit that guy's domain, and so... The guy, um, we were talking about traffic in our area. I was like, oh, yeah, well, now that Alex is going to be on first shift, he won't have to worry about traffic as much because there will be off times. And the big important guy was like, yeah, except I'm going to have him work till after five still anyway, even though he's on first shift, which to me, I was like, you must be joking, you know, because <laughs> that's absurd. Like, why would you work that much? But he wasn't because that's the culture of Alex's workplaces that you work a lot. And, um, I was like, no, I don't think so. Like, I just said that to him. I was like, no, mm-mm. He'll leave, like, shortly after three. <laughs> and, like, I mean, I said it in a joking way. I wasn't being confrontational. Like, I was joking with him. And he joked back, and it was fine. But then later, as soon as we walked away, Alex was like, you just told, like, the most important guy here that I'm not going to work that much. <laughs> And he told, you know, we have a lot of friends our age at his work, too, and I feel 100% comfortable in front of them, and they feel that way in front of us, and it's fine to be that way. You know, the barriers kind of come down when they're our same exact age, you know? Yeah. Um, and he was like, guys, 
Candace just told, you know, this huge boss guy that I wasn't going to work that much in my new job. And But the boss did say, I mean, I was clearly pregnant already by then. And um, the boss did say, well, maybe the first couple months when the baby gets here, he'll leave a little after three or whatever. And I was like, yeah, and forever. Like, <laughs> it's just not, you know, sorry. Like, we have lives, not just work. So, that was one thing. That's funny. And I think I would continue to do stuff like that if I were the one out there working, not at home. Yeah. Doing my own thing. So. <laughs> You'd continue to embarrass yourself and mm-hmm. get fired or something. Yeah, I would just overshare probably. So, I don't know. Oh. You have good coworkers though. Like, you always say how much you love them. Yes, I love them, but my job is kind of strange since I'm a regional person, so I work in an office with other people, but I have my own little area, and I don't work with anyone else in that building, really, so I know a couple of people that I eat lunch with, but my work stuff is with people, my work team is around the state, so I do a lot Mm. of calling to the other coordinators and to the state coordinators and everything so the people so, in other words the people you see daily are you share you share workspace with but you don't nec- you don't ever really share projects with yeah exactly okay so I'm kind of doing my own thing and there are I mean regional people that I work with in my county and in the surrounding counties that are more my local people but I don't have the situation where I come into the office every day to the same people and it's like oh hey how was your weekend I kind of I'm doing my own thing mm-hmm. while I'm there, which I think I, I would really like an office like that if where it was a core group of people that I knew. Even if I wasn't best friends with everyone, I think I would like that constancy. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I really do um, love the team that I work with. And we all get along really well. And who knows, maybe the reason everyone gets along so well is because we're all working at our separate locations. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's call like each your other. distance family. Yeah, exactly. So we call each other, and it's like, oh, it's great to hear from so-and-so. Right. But we're, I, I don't know. I think we would all work very well together in one spot, too. But That's pretty um, funny. It's almost like it's a little bit more of a treat mm-hmm. to get to talk to them and work with them since it's not every single day right. we're seeing each other. Right. Um, that makes sense. So do you have, like, friendships with some of the people in your location? Yeah, I'll hang out with uh, a few of the people that work at my office periodically, and then it's nice. There's usually a group that uh, is out eating lunch or something. So it's not like... I go in and I don't talk to another human all day or something, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think was maybe the first couple of weeks because I was like, I don't know where everyone's eating lunch and things like that. But um, I mean, yeah, I have people that I'll talk to at the office and maybe it's kind of nice that we're not working together because you can all kind of commiserate on things together and you're not getting frustrated at those people because you're not working on the same projects. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have the best of both worlds. Yeah, so... Do you ever, like, do you feel yourself being professional around them? Or do you feel totally yourself? Mm, Like the people in my office? 
Yeah, like, that's what's hard for me. I'm like, well, just be yourself. Like, to, and, I mean, it still is being yourself. Like, you have a professional self. It's not that you're being fake. But to me, yeah. it, like, feels that way. I think I would say it's pretty casual. But then there, I don't know, there is sort of the whole thing, like, oh, I am at work. And, right. I mean, well, I don't know. I don't think there's anything objectionable that I would be talking about. I mean, I like to knit and sew and can <laughs> jam, so I don't know, like, yeah. what I would... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. That's the other thing. Like, I guess I also don't really have but so much in my life that would be absolutely absurd anyway. Like, I don't know. It's not like I went out and was, like, going to all these bars and doing crazy drinking exactly. and, like, telling these college-like stories when I come in. I feel like something like that. True. Mm you'd maybe want to yeah. limit or yeah. not advertise right. at work, but that's not really what I'm doing anyway. Yeah, I don't even have, yeah, exactly. I don't have stories like that to even tell. So, so. that helps. Yeah, there was, um, at the same Christmas party, two scenarios that I was like, okay, even I know that is not okay. So, there's this one uh-huh. girl who, she was really drunk, I mean, it was an open bar Christmas party, and so people were enjoying that a lot. And um, she was pretty drunk and talked to me and Alex and kind of, like, overshared to me about her boyfriend that they live together, but they're not married, and kind of her personal feelings on that. And I was like, okay, well, that's nice. I'm only four minutes, you know. So I guess I do kind of have a bit of a filter and then there's this other older woman, like, she was probably close to 60, and she, um, it was, they had a DJ similar to, like, a wedding with a dance floor, you know, similar to your wedding, actually, with the dance floor and stuff, and people were here and there dancing a little bit, but it was kind of weird, because it's your coworkers, and yeah. then, for so- somehow, this lady pushing 60 got them to turn it into karaoke for a song for her. Oh, gosh. And she got up there and sung. I mean, belted it out on this song. It was just bizarre. It was weird. Because <laughs> it was not a karaoke situation. And she made it. She got special permission somehow from the DJ to make it karaoke. And I just, I was just like, is this real life? Like, really? Is this real life right now? I yeah. super awkward about that. So, maybe I have more of a filter Funny. than I thought. But. Yeah. I think you could... You could make it even if you weren't in the self-employed world. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it, Candace. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like we have his coworkers over our house a lot, like the ones who are our age. Like tomorrow night, we're having mm-hmm. two of them who they happen to be engaged. We're having them over for dinner, and one of my best friends here is uh, one of his coworkers' wives, and we've gone on like weekend trips together. And but they're all, I mean, they're our same same age, and so it mm-hmm. seems. You know, none of them are managing each other yet. They're all kind of equal. On the same there. level. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, that's true. Like, the coworkers, um, the ones that are on my team, like, we're all very casual with each other, and we'll, you know, we'll discuss anything. But I'd, I'd say there's probably, like, another layer of filter. Yeah. Or something. Like, just, I mean, in any job, anything that's going to be. Yeah higher up yeah because like Alex actually manages like 35 people and I told him that I wanted to have them all over for a cookout in the spring and he just was like 
I don't know about that. And I was like, like why? Uh, I want to know their families and, like, be friends. And he was like, mm, let's keep thinking about that. Like, I don't think he's into that so much. Yeah, because um, I guess there's just, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about managing people. Or I, I think maybe like you, I just want to be more personable, personal mm-hmm. and friends with everyone. And then if you've got to tell somebody that they've, they're doing something wrong and they need to fix it, it's exactly. a lot to say that to your friend. Exactly. That's the hard, that's exactly what makes it hard for him. I guess it's something like if you're a good teacher, you're not teaching so your students will like you. You're teaching so you get the they job learn. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does a good job of balancing it, but he's still learning. He's only been in this particular role for two months now, so he's still learning. Yeah. But I think he's doing a great job. I mean, I would be, I'd be freaking out if I was in charge of that many people every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd have to work my way up to that. Yeah, I mean, like grown th- people. Like he's probably the younger than all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be kind of an intimidating situation, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a teacher and you have 35 students, sure. I mean, that's still scary, but at least you can say like, "Hey, I'm taller than you." You know. Yeah, if you're in elementary. School. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some teachers can say that. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be able to, actually. But that's another story. <laughs> um, one more topic. Yeah, we have just enough time to talk about this, I think. Perfect. If you want. Um, yeah. Public speaking. One of I told you recently that one of my goals is to be better at talking. Which, I didn't even phrase that correctly. Work on it with this podcast. Yeah. What did I, how did I... How did I say it? I think you wanted to be more well-spoken. Yes, well-spoken. Yes, well-spoken. And so far, I'm pretty sure I'm failing. Uh Uh-oh. Because I've noticed even talking to you now, I've said like a lot. I have noticed myself doing that, (laughs) too. (laughs) that's pretty much the worst. And just now, I wanted to say um to fill my space, but I refrained, so that's good. I don't know. It's hard to get rid of both of those two things. Yeah, I agree. And now I'm thinking of everything that I'm saying, like, oh, I just oh, said- <laughs> 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 to try to avoid some of those words. It's so hard. <laughs> I know. It's really, really hard. It's and there, are, but I think that I have matured a lot since early days of public speaking types of things because I remember in middle school or in high school if you had to do a presentation and maybe it was even a 10 minute presentation with a group so you only need to talk yourself for two minutes Mm -hmm. I would stress about that for weeks and Mm -hmm. be terrified of having to speak in front of the class for maybe two minutes oh definitely definitely and I mean part of that is probably being a teenager and just oh yeah you're just angsty you're, yeah, you're angsty, you're insecure and everything, but I would stress about that. And then in college, I didn't like it either if you had to do a 10-minute presentation. But I do remember realizing at some point my senior year of college, I had to do sometime, some kind of 20-minute thing, and, I, and it took not that long to prepare. It was really easy. I had to practice it a couple of times, and it was funny thinking back, oh, okay, now I'm pretty comfortable doing a 20-minute presentation, and that felt easy. And 
it was nice to think of like how far I had come since two minutes of talking used to sound like this horrific thing. Right. And now with your job, you do training in front of lots of people for long periods of time. Do you, <laughs> my question I was thinking about, do you practice those out loud? I usually do. If it's by something by yourself out loud or too dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I'll do things by myself out loud. Some people are good at winging it. I am not one of those people because I'll find myself stumbling over words mm-hmm. a lot more if I haven't taken the time to really go through something. So I do need to go through um, a presentation a couple of times mm-hmm. out loud. But fortunately, now I'm getting to the point where I have a couple of trainings that I just have done and I do so I'm more comfortable right. with them so sure. it's not like I, I need to review the slides but I don't necessarily need to review um, everything for quite so long yeah when you and, do it by yourself out loud do you do it like hi I'm Beth like really excitedly or do you it, just blah 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 mm-hmm. just like get the content down I think it depends I think maybe the first run through I get the content down and the second time I pretend I'm acting or something like how I would want to say it in an ideal situation. And then when I actually do it, it's not quite as good, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. See, okay, well, you're kind of destroying my theory because I had one theory Uh that introverts would not practice out loud and that only extroverts would. Because Alex and I kind of have had a couple arguments about this on... Like, we've had to give presentations together before when we um, came back from the Philippines on our experience there. And he always was like, you need to practice more. And we've done skits together for different things. And he's like, you need to practice more. You need to do it full out because I don't. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's not what I do. And I just thought, you know, I tried to play an introvert card on that. But apparently it's just me. Um, Like, I will practice it. I'll practice it monotone low-key, and then I, um, he doesn't seem to understand, I practice it in my head a lot, like, really full out in my head a lot, if that even makes sense. So you're thinking about it a lot. Yeah, I visualize it from beginning to end many times, even if I don't do it out loud. And then, so like, last year, last May, we did a skit together for an anniversary party where we played the couple who'd been married and um we got in a bit of a fight beforehand like you didn't practice you're not practicing enough like how do you ever expect to transfer it to being full out if you're not doing it full out now and I was like no trust me like I'll be fine and then something about once people are there watching I can flip it on and be really you know animated and whatever else so and it was great, and he kind of was like, all right, maybe you do have your own method or whatever. <laughs> so, I don't know. You guys I, are serious actors. Yeah, yeah, so serious. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think that I still would benefit from doing it more by myself full out, but I have a fear of talking to myself because I just always think people who talk to themselves are crazy. Even though I don't think that about you, you telling me you practice, I'm like, wow, that's a really good public speaking advice, you know, tidbit. But for me to actually do that in my house by myself, I would feel like a freak. Well, and the key for me is that nobody can be around because I don't 
want anyone to hear me practicing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. I'm be yeah, officially. And it's funny. There's something about like people I know watching me versus strangers. It seems like even this podcast, I feel like strangers listening to it, I wouldn't I would be like, "Okay, cool." But mm-hmm. then if people we know listen to it i'll be like oh my gosh you listen to me talk what are you gonna say something to me about it later Uh, i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally true totally true i think you know what i just realized that this is why i have this here one time this is really really stupid one time when i was in high school i remember i slept in really late because it was a weekend that's what high schoolers do (laughs) and i remember i woke up in um the family computer was in my bedroom, but I couldn't see it from my bed just the way I was positioned. I woke up and I was like, man, my throat is really cloggy. Like, I felt like I was getting cold or something. And so I, like, cleared it and I, like, said hello to myself to try to be like, is my voice okay? And it came out really funny. And then my mom was like, hello. And I was like, whoa, why are you in here? But it's because she was on the family computer back when that was a thing. And I think I'm <laughs> scarred ever since then of, like, I can't talk to myself because uh, it's weird and my mom might secretly be in there or something. Yeah. But That's I think overall, neat. not just public speaking, but even in small group settings, lately I feel like I've struggled sometimes. I struggle most if I have a lot of... I actually struggle more when I'm more educated on the topic than not because I want to express all the different things Mm -hmm. that I know and I I, don't know how. Yeah, I know what you mean. And you, if you're really educated about it, you're probably more passionate about it. So part of me feels this need to get across something in a good way because to me it's very important. And then that makes me nervous Mm -hmm. about it. And then I just don't sound intelligent or educated at all. Like me and all kinds of animal and agriculture kind of things. I think I'm better now, but mm-hmm. I think I used to just get so hyped. Like, no, like that's not, that's not the case. And then yeah. I was just so upset that I couldn't <laughs> express it well. Yeah, yeah, because you want to convey all of the meaningful things. Yeah. And you're, yeah, it's just like your brain is faster than your mouth. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. I feel. Like, if you could just get in here, you would know I actually do understand this really well. Right. Right. So. I'm a lot smarter than I seem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I could just write you a letter about this, it would be so yes. much easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that's another thing. I, like, always want to write people letters, and Alex is like, you need to approach them face to face. And I'm like, but then I won't say half the things that I mean to say. Yeah, I so, know. That I do think might be an introvert extrovert thing. A little more. Yes, I agree. It's easier to like mm-hmm. type something, email something, mm-hmm. text something than to talk to somebody I don't know on the phone. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I know. And it's not even like a thing that I'm afraid of or like, I'm trying to cop out of the boldness. It's just literally, I can express myself better this way. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I agree. So. Anyway, I think that we, that was so fast feeling to me. Did that feel Yeah. Yeah, it did. Hmm. Well, 
we should wrap up. Is there any closing thoughts that you have? Um, I think we've covered most of them. I still don't like public speaking, and it's still scary, but as I mature, it's becoming better steadily. Yeah, yeah. I hope mine is. I like to think so, but I'm not completely convinced. We'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's hear from people in the comments about their tips for moving, since I will have to move myself probably in the nearish future so give me your tips on that um doing it yourself without movers let us know your tips on public speaking or being well spoken what works for you how have you overcome the ums and the like also jobs do you have good work friends if not how do you make friends because i thought about that too like i make with my friends at church but if i didn't go to church you could do a whole episode on that i think we should do an episode of that so let's first talk about people in the comments talk to us about work friends and if that works for you pun intended <laughs> so we will be back next week with more topics here at the defining grown-up podcast bye bye <laughs>